This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. An Odyssey station. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios. Where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour. The mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Class. Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh from learn here on Good News in Real Estate and here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, every Saturday at 1 o'clock. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Dan? I'm doing great, Mark. Just great. Very good. Very good. And we're excited to talk to you every Saturday about real estate because nobody else in the city is talking about it but us actually in the country i think <laughs> nobody wants to talk about it they're afraid and it's good news and all when good it's news. when it's bad news they talk about it every day but if it's good news they don't talk about it at all <laughs> so if you have any questions you can give us a call my number is 267-266-5501 what's your number Deanne? mark my number is 609-605-7153 and we're just here to keep you informed every week, answer your questions in any, any way you can. And you can listen to this show and the past shows at our webpage, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHT's website. Yeah, so Deanne, I bought a new bike this week. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I got a new bike, and I, I just told my wife I'm thinking about selling the business and doing a forest gump and just head for the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> No way. We have to talk about that. All right. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We also have Mark's funny story. I got an interesting one for you today. Oh, my. We also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Second quarter 21. I'm sorry. Second quarter 2021 housing trends. All right. We also have our questions, Mark. First question is, will real estate prices go down, and does it make make sense to buy a house now? Next question is, is there a difference, is there differences in benefits from one military division to another? That's a good one. Next question is, is it appropriate for a realtor to charge a settlement fee to the buyer on an estimated closing costs? Yes. And Last question is, what items do home appraisers seek to find that would give higher value? And that's we a big-time issue. It's right a big-time issue. Mark, we also have our topic of the day, which is six tax benefits for homeowners. Yes. But and first, give us time. your fabulous motivational quote. 
And the motivational quote is that no one can go back and make a brand new start. But anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. And I'm telling you, a lot of people are doing that, that were shut down, lost their businesses, and now are restarting. So you can always restart. And sometimes you never know. Another door opens. And if you don't ask, the answer's no. Exactly. So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. All right. And there is the bell. And I got a pretty long market report here. The U.S. market inventory is a crisis situation, actually. The number of homes for sale is hoovering, hovering at record lows across the whole country. And some of it's caused by the pandemic. Uh, but... Some of it is just people don't know. I think most of it is. The media is not talking about it. The agents aren't staying in touch with their friends and neighbors and databases. And they don't know what's going on. At the same time, house sales have soared to record highs, suggesting that the housing market suffers exclusively from supply, not demand problems. And uh, and the federal policies, they got to get more focused on what they're thinking about doing. Like, like Biden's uh, suggesting this proposed fifteen thousand dollar advanceable for first time home buyer credit, but that's a tax credit in your next year. That's not fifteen grand to help you buy. So that had that's a double edged sword. That thing. Nobody uh, hears that other part though, Mark. You know they hear yeah, it, I, I have fifteen thousand dollars available. Every single buyer that calls me says, "What grant do you have? Is the fifteen thousand available?" You know, and and it's it's, it's not, not good. a grant. It's, it's not a, a tax grant. credit. It's for next year. Now, the federal, federal government could quickly incentivize owners of existing homes to sell if they did some carrot-based, you know, stick-based approaches. Like, what if you gave uh, an exemption on capital gains to people to sell? Like, that would really incentivize sellers to sell because, especially before this HR1 goes through that. Most people are not paying attention to, like there's 260 billion in that that goes towards housing, but that rest of that is all kinds of programs. But like, what if you, you know, didn't have to pay big capital gains if you sold your house? That would be an incentive to get some inventory. But, you know, government and housing, I don't know. My experience, I worked 14 years in council and even at the local level at city. Government's not good at housing. Like they always have all these ideas, but then there's rolls and rolls of red tape attached to it. Like they can't make it simple. So you well, know, that's an oxymoron, right? Government <laughs> yeah. and simple. Yeah, I know, and, and it's going to come with a lot of challenges here to get sellers back into this market. And I think if they did something like, you know, lowering the capital gains. So people could walk away with more money if they sold their house that and, and publicize that. That would be a big incentive to people to sell. Because some people are scared to sell because they're going to pay a capital gains. Plus, they think they're going to have a hard time finding something. So it's like a double-edged sword. And, and then this plan, this HR1 is so complicated. Like, I tried to go through it i forget how many pages it is it's thousands of pages long but in actuality 
its effect on housing is like 260 billion out of 2.5 trillion dollars so you know how many people that are in our audience are going to read that bill and then there's going to be some real surprises in that bill there's one scary one in there about uh independent contractors which that could change real estate market totally uh, that could really wipe out uh 30 percent of employees in the united states are independent contractors and, right yep. and if they pass that bill and eliminate independent contractors like all my teachers are independent contractors you know they sell real estate they own brokerages and then they teach for me on the side and there's a lot of people that have jobs like that uber drivers all kinds of stuff if they made that illegal they have to pay workman's comp so what happens if you're the owner of that company you downsize you have less people that would that one scares me but besides the fifteen thousand dollar tax credit which everybody thinks is a grant if they did some kind of like implicate imp, uh, putting in some kind of uh grant uh exemption on capital gains because what they're proposing is a 39.6 percent capital gains tax now that's that's almost 40 percent that's insane so, that, so i mean if you were retiring and you had your house paid off and you're figuring you're going and your house was worth say four or five hundred thousand and you figure you're going to cash in and all of a sudden you realize you're going to be paying almost 40 percent to the government on your profit you know you might change your mind you know i don't know what i i i just hope that doesn't pass i don't know if they got enough votes to get it through the senate because i think some democrats are going to be leery of that one too that one and the independent contractor thing's a little scary to me but all in all real estate's booming the problem is inventory and i still think it is the real estate agents faults by not keeping people informed the me i i just can't find the media talking about real estate in any detail and then like we talked last week about if you do hear something like that one lady that said she came on and i forget what business channel it was and instead of saying 80 percent of the country is on time with their rent they play up but 20 percent of the country's behind on their rent which is going down every week and the people in forbearance is going down every week so all in all real estate's booming it's good times all positive all the time speaking of good times mark um the rates right the rates are still phenomenal you have a conventional 30-year fixed rate that is still hovering at 2.875 at three percent your 15 year is 2.75 percent and fha is running around 2.7 2.8 again they're changing every day um so you just have to have somebody that's you know going to keep an eye on that rate for you and lock it when it's the appropriate time and it don't look like the fed's going to screw around with it too much i don't think so um but again if you have questions on the rates give me a call at 609-605-7153 all right so with that you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive, all the time. We'll be right back. 
On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. Hey, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. So where are we at, Dan? So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. All right, so this is a good one. This is I told this one a long time ago, but it, I happened to find it again. This is the guy writing a letter to his insurance company, how he got hurt. So this is a letter to the insurance company with the attached forms explaining how this accident happened. He says, Dear Sir, I'm writing in response to your request for additional information. In block three of the accident report, I put trying to do job alone as cause of my accident. You said in your letter that I explain more fully, and I trust that the following details will be sufficient. He goes, <laughs> I'm a bricklayer by trade, and on the day of the accident, I was working alone on the roof of a six story, new six-story building. When I completed my work, I discovered that I had about 500 pounds of bricks left over. Rather than carry the bricks down by hand, I decided to lower them down by barrel using a pulley, which fortunately was attached to the side of the building at the sixth floor. Securing the rope at the ground, I went up to the roof, swung the barrel out, loaded the bricks into it, went back down to the ground, untied the rope, holding it tight to ensure a slow descent of the 500 pounds of brick. And you will note in block number 11 of the accident report, I only weigh 135 pounds. So due to my surprise of being jerked off the ground and suddenly I lost my presence of mind and forgot to let go of the rope, needless to say, I proceeded at a rather ra rapid rate up the side of the building. In the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel coming down, which explains the fractured skull, broken collarbone, slowed oh only slightly. I continued my rapid ascent, not stopping until my fingers of my right hand up to the knuckles were stuck into the pulley. Fortunately, by this time, I regained my presence of mind and was able to hold tightly to the rope in spite of my pain. At approximately the same time, however, the barrel of bricks hit the ground and the bottom broke out of the barrel. Devoid of the weight of the bricks, the barrel weighed approximately 50 pounds. I refer again to my weight in block 11 of 135. <sighs> As you might imagine, I began a rapid descent down the side of the building. In the vicinity around the third floor, I met the barrel coming up. This accounted for the two fractured ankles and the lacerations on my legs and lower body. The encounter with the barrel slowed me up enough to lessen my injuries when I fell onto the pile of bricks. Unfortunately, only three vertebrae were cracked. I'm sorry to report, however, that I was laying there on the bricks in pain, unable to stand, Watching the empty barrel six stories above me, I again lost my presence of mind and let go of the rope, which displays the, the bruises and lacerations from the barrel. Thank you in advance for looking into uh, my case, and I, I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was one I could visualize. You can. As you're telling it, you can definitely visualize that. That That's awesome. Liar. It's sad, but it's awesome. <laughs> if you have a funny story you'd like to hear, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic today is the second quarter 
2021 housing trends. So tell me about this. So, Mark, as I'm listening to your report, I, you know, I changed my topic like six times. So I might be a little all over the place, but there's some valid information that I'm hoping everyone can obtain from this. Because the second quarter 2021 housing trend, the buyer competition just intensifies. And I had a meeting with with my coach last week over this. And in the next couple months, our market right now is going to change from skimming to hunting. So, and the reason that that I say that is because the spring home buying season is here, right? And the trend that prevailed throughout 2020 um, is going to remain in place and the housing market is going to get ultra competitive. And again, we talk about this all the time, you know, where the agents just want to get the highest, the highest bid. They're not really looking at the buyer. They're not taking any FHA loans, which just it it just it takes probably 65 percent of the buyers out of the marketplace for no other reason than debt to income ratio. And that's because of student loans. It's not because, you know, they have a horrible credit score. It's not because they don't have a good job. It's because of some of the debt. And the majority of that debt is coming from the student loans. And also misconceptions about FHA loans. Well, every time, again, every time somebody puts an offer in, I'm constantly calling the agent and letting them know that our buyer is an FHA buyer, not a conventional buyer, letting them know why they are an FHA buyer. And the other thing is I ask the agent, is there something that's wrong with this particular house? Are there broken windows? You know, is there a door missing? Is the front door on? Does it lock? Because... People are misconstrued that they think an FHA loan, you know, the appraiser is going to come out there and just rip the house to shreds. Yeah, they think it's going to be like a home inspection, and it's not. Exactly, exactly, and it's not. And the other side of that is, you know, what you had brought up is people are afraid of being homeless because their house is going to sell very quickly, and it might take a couple months for them to actually get a house by the time they get the offer in. You know, it gets rejected because there's 27 offers on the same house. Now, what what I want to talk about is being prepared. Okay, I you know I keep going over this, getting prepared, turning all your documents in. You know, that's great. That's one of the first steps. But the second part of that is making sure that you have a strong agent in this market. Our yeah. home buyers, and I'm sorry for all the part time agents. But right now, you have to be available 24-7 to take your buyer out to show them the house. If they see a house on Monday and, you know, their agent has a job, a part-time job, and they're not able to see that house until Saturday, that house is gone. Yeah. Now, what you need to have on your side, and that comes into play with me, somebody that's going to consult you, somebody that's going to help negotiate for you. Somebody that's going to manage your fears and your expectations. And they have to set the appropriate expectations. Seller concession is not an option in this market. Grants are far and few between. And when somebody sees that there is a grant on the offer, they're afraid that the grant won't be available by the time we get to the table. So don't be afraid of the FHA loan. Be afraid of the grant. And the yeah, one there's of the so things- many things. And it just, it blows my mind what's happening because, again, 
it's there's I have so many people Mark that are looking for homes yep. and that are so scared that they're going to be living in a hotel room and all their furniture is going to be in a pod because they can't get their offer accepted and you need to work with a strong team that's going to get that done for them. So my question is, you know, what kind of a partner do you are you working with when you're purchasing your home? Are you working with somebody that's that's hunting with you or somebody that's just going to be skimming and taking the easy things? And again, it's very very competitive. You know, agents are putting offers in when people aren't even pre-approved because they don't want to lose that buyer. Well, right. if that buyer's not pre-approved, you don't have that buyer. And I kind of went off on a tangent, you know, not even talking about that the housing market is short about 3 million um, available homes and how great the interest rates are. But right now we need to make a change in order for this market to keep increasing. There's too many people out there that are looking for homes and deserve them. And they they need to do some, if the government's going to tinker, which I don't like government involved, in real estate because I've never seen good results from it. But if they do stuff, they should do... A tax credit's not going to help. But, like, if you offered sellers a maybe a temporary exclusion from capital gains, something like that, right. that might get some people in the game. And, right. and you know, just ex- just giving these rent extensions and and uh, forbearance extent that's not going to help get inventory. But, like... Big things like uh, break on capital gains, that could help. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying a lot of tinkering. And then lots of lots of government plans like we're going to spend 261 and we're going to build all these houses. Yeah, well, that's after all the red tape. You know? Agreed. All right. Coming up next is going to be our question and answer segment. And I'm sure we're going to address all these issues again. Yeah, we're definitely, because I don't see things changing very quickly. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate. That was a good topic, Dan. Here on Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Dan? Mark, we're up to our question and answer segment. All right, so what's the first one? The first question is, will real estate prices go down? (laughs) Does it make sense to buy a house now? Now, After those two topics we just went through, prices are probably not going to go down. They're probably going to go up about 10 12% over the next year, but it still makes sense to buy because you're not going to get... Uh oh, student. You're not going to get these kind of prices, these kind of rates again for a long time. So if you can get a house, get it now. That's my advice. What's the next <laughs> When's one? the best time to buy? Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question is Is there a difference in benefits from one military division to another? I don't know. This is no. a good one. Is there? No, there is not. The only difference is going to be, this is, so we're talking about a VA loan, and I just did a, um, a webinar, a Zoom webinar <clears throat> for the VA last week. And the only difference, uh, it's not 
a difference in the branches. It's a difference if you've ever used the VA loan before, um, if you're refinancing, um, or you've this is the second time that you're using it. So if it's first time, it's going to be one percentage for a funding fee. If it's going to be the second time that you're using, it's going to be a different funding fee. So there is no difference to the divisions, just the, what about, the funding fee. What about reserves? Is there a difference between active duty and reserves? There is not. There is oh, not. That's good. That's good. Yeah, the VA loan is the VA loan. You just can't have two VA loans. It has to be a primary residence. And husband and wife can go on the loan together. Um, but a fiancé cannot unless they're both in the military as well. So the only the veteran and a spouse can go on that loan. All right. Go on. What's the next one? All right. The next question is, is it appropriate for a realtor to charge a settlement fee to the buyer on an estimated closing cost? Yeah, and it happens a lot. Usually what they call them, in the old days they used to call it a conveyancing fee, but you're not allowed to do that anymore. So... Uh, and like certain states out, outlawed it totally. Like Jersey can't charge, the brokers can't charge a fee. Right. Pennsylvania, you can charge what's called a broker service fee because that goes to, that's the only fee you pay the buyer agent on your side is maybe 295 395 495 whatever it is. And then that's for the office creating the file, ordering the UNO, doing all that work, keeping that file for three years. But that's the only fee you're charging the buyer because uh, most of the time the seller is paying the commission unless there's some other arrangement. What's the next one? All right. The next question is question number four. What items do home appraisers seek to find that would give a higher value? You know, and right now I just read a great article about appraisers and how upset appraisers are because everybody's hollering at them. Oh, they're flipping because, out. But like. You know, some of them are, are so busy, they're coming in and they're missing something that might be 20000 in value. And you know, and then these people are getting offers, say the house is round numbers 200 and they get a 240 and the appraiser's looking for comps and he's, he's so busy, he misses some comparables. And the agent then appeals it, gives them new ones, asks them to take another look. Consider the new kitchen they put in, the new bathrooms they put in. You know, this is a battle that's going on across the country with appraisers and agents. And some of them, you know, they're, they're, they might be doing 25, 30 appraisals a week, you know, and they're busy. And that's why on the agent side, most of the agents are not proactive. Like if I ever have a house, and I know you know when I do deals with you, I want to know who that appraiser is, and I have to. I set it up somehow that that appraiser has to call me before he goes to the house, and then I do my own comparables and find the value. In fact, I just did this, uh, and I send the uh, uh, comparables to the, the comps, appraiser, right? and the appraiser says most of the time nine. I say ninety-five percent. They say thank you because you just helped do some of their job for them. Most of the agents cross their fingers and just hope it works out. That is bad strategy. Like you were talking about using professional people, make sure you got the right agent. That's the little stuff that could make your deal go through and not somebody else's deal go through. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, 
You know, it's those little things. You don't put an offer in and then, you know, do a Hail Mary and pray that it gets accepted. You got to fight for that buyer. Call the agent. Tell them. I mean, Mark, there's so many things, you know. Like you could find, like I've done this before, appraisers are allowed to look at three things. They're allowed to look at the solds and they're allowed to look up the solds technically by law three years back. They're allowed to go three miles out. And they're allowed to use actives, pendings, and solds. So if there's an active in the neighborhood at that price, some appraisers can take that into consideration if it's apples to apples. Pendings is one a lot of agents don't don't pick up on. I look at pendings. So I had a house not that long ago where there was a pending where I needed to be. And I called the agent up, and the agent said to me, you know, I'm not allowed to tell you what the price is. You know, that that's the law, right? Sure. So I think I was at like three fifty or something, right? And she had hers was listed. So I said, Was it higher than three seventy five? And she said, No. I says, Was it lower than three sixty three sixty five? And she said, No. So then I knew it was like but she technically didn't answer the question, so it wasn't illegal. So then I knew I was all right. <laughs> but like but like I had the savvy to do that. Not right. all agents do that stuff. And I had one appraiser, one agent I called, didn't even return my phone calls. And I didn't say why I was calling. I could have been a buyer. Right. Didn't even return my phone calls. So they're the kind of little tricks that your agent needs to do in this kind of market. Agreed. What's the last one? Agreed. And the last question is, can I put my house up for sale if I owe back taxes on it and pay the tax bill at the time of settlement? Yeah, you can yeah. straighten this out. You, you can, can straighten get it out. A, uh, yeah, you can get a payoff from the IRS or the city or whatever. And as long, and you can negotiate that number down sometimes because there's usually a lot of interest and penalty because they'll take the cash if, it, if you're going to get it in lump sum. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, Just but, communicate uh, with the title and company. Is, and this is another one where an agent can get involved. And I used to call them up and say, "Listen, you want twenty six grand? We ain't got that." I said, "How about uh, ten thousand? Oh, I don't know about that. I say, "Well, do you have the a say, the or the final say, or do you have somebody above you I can talk to?" And a lot of times, I'd make that work out, and they'd wipe off ten, twelve thousand sure. in interest and penalty. And save my my seller all that money. Yep. And settle, and they write a check and pay it off. So. Awesome. All right, Mark. Great questions. And coming up next is going to be our topic of the day, six tax benefits for homeowners. All right, very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, all positive all the time. So we're at the end. Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is the six tax benefits for homeowners. And there, and, and there's a lot of benefits. And I'm talking to the 48% of renters in Philadelphia that you ought to really start considering 
buying a damn house and getting it over with and, <laughs> and, and start building your wealth. Because there's tax benefits, too. Tax time's coming up. So home buyer tax credit, you purchase a home before April 30th or whatever. I don't know what the date's going to be now with everything being extended. Right. But you're entitled, you're entitled to a tax credit up to like eight grand if you currently own a home but sell it to purchase another home before a certain date you're eligible for a tax credit. And that's one of the things they're talking about with that 15 grand. Deductions for all the fees. All the prepaid interest you paid when you got your mortgage, that includes the points, origination fees, discount fees, everything listed on your settlement sheet. You would to take that settlement sheet to your accountant and take advantage. A lot of people that do their own taxes miss a lot of uh, deductions. But, you know, you must be certain you, you take care of these these requirements, prepaid interest deductions when you purchase or refinance your home. And check with your accountant. I'm not an accountant. I'm not giving you accounting advice. But get advice. Then you got property tax deductions. Uh, you're entitled to deduct real estate taxes. You pay it at the closing table. You can deduct property taxes. You pay each year. Mortgage interest on your deductions. Every year you conduct the amount of interest. Late charges you pay on a mortgage. Home equity loans. There's limitations. But, you know. If you're required to purchase private mortgage insurance, PMI, because you made a down payment of less than 20% of your home, you can deduct some of them premiums and the mortgage interest expenses. Home office expenses, which I always thought was a red flag for the IRS because somebody told me that. Don't claim home office because that'll come up as a red flag in the audio. And the greatest accountant in the world, Don Devlin, told me that's not true. So <laughs> so if you have a home office that you're, especially since uh, this whole virus thing started last, last March, a lot of people are working out of their home. And like I have an office at my house. So you can deduct all those offices costs, which is in your house. And, you know, and the government scrutinizes deductions closely. So... Make sure your accountant makes sure you're entitled to deductions. And the cost of selling your home. In the year you sell your home, you can deduct the cost of selling it, including the real estate commission, the, the commissions, the title insurance, legal fees, advertising, administrative costs, inspection fees. You can even deduct uh, decorating or repair costs that you incurred in the 90 days before you sell the home. So if you had to replace a roof or a heater or something like that, you, all that could be deducted off your taxes. This is why you should not do your own taxes, like unless it's so simple. But I, I think it's worthwhile hiring an accountant. Most of the accountants, you know, like that doing your taxes online to save money, you might be losing money. Like when you sit down with an accountant and they do your taxes, they're going to ask you a lot more questions that are going to save you money, things you didn't even think about. You know, like Don does it with me. He asks me all kinds of stuff. Like oh, when like, you when you the, meet with Don, you're there for hours. Yeah, I mean, I mean a good like, two and, hours. Yeah, and he asks me things I never even crossed my mind. Right. You know that now I'm going to deduct, and you know, why give Uncle Sam that money? You know, so you spend a little more maybe to sit with an accountant, but in the end, you're going to save a lot more on your taxes, and you're going to learn a lot more. 
So there's a lot of deductions. You can uh, the gain on your home if you lived in your home for at least two years of the previous five years. Uh, the government let you takes up to a two hundred fifty thousand on the profit of the sale, and that's double for married couples. Deduction isn't available in rental or second homes. The government also allows you to subtract your home sale profit, any amounts on improvements such as windows, replacement siding, kitchen remodeling. Those deductions are in addition to the tax credit you can receive for making energy-saving upgrades like uh, solar panels, stuff like that. So money invested for routine maintenance and repairs, that, that might not count, but there could be some big ones like that you're not even aware of. You get, like, there's all these people going around trying to sell solar panels. You could get a big deduction on something like that. So use an accountant. Don't do your taxes by yourself, especially if you're an independent contractor or you own any kind of business. Do not think you're, you know, do what you're good at. It's not, you know, dentistry by uh, owner. <laughs> it's not a good idea, you know? So if you're not an accountant, what makes you think that you're going to be good at doing taxes? You know Because we can the, Google it, Mark. I can yeah, Google it. Yeah, we can Google it. The, you know how big the tax code is? <laughs> you know, it, it would probably fill a room. Right. So, you know, why not hire somebody that that's what they do for a living and save yourself a lot of headache, a lot of money, and a lot of stress? Because taxes stress me out. And then I talk to my accountant, <laughs> and he starts joking with me, and it's like going to church. After I get off the phone with him, I always feel better. <laughs> yeah, but it's only money. Seriously, you can't take it with I you. Know. you have it's the ability money. to get up every day and earn it. It's all mindset. I know. I'm starting to get over my. I don't call it, you know. It shouldn't be called a fetish. What, what's the opposite of a fetish? The uh, opposite when you're, of a fetish. It's yeah, when you're something that you're paranoid. really paranoid. Nah, well, if you were scared of spiders, what would that be called? Uh, a phobia. A phobia. I got a phobia to, tax, to taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate even talking about it, but every time I talk to Donnie, he goes, what are you worried about? Exact I got your back. I exactly. got your back. Don't worry about it. Nobody better yeah. to have in your corner than Don Devlin. So you're, you're in good you. hands. I love him. All right. And You'll thank me later. Off, and when I get off the phone, I always feel better. Good. So. I got Good. a meeting with him Thursday, actually. So, All right, so coming up next is our segment with Dr. Abelson, and his topic is going to be understanding not only the value of the disc, but understanding the disc for, for yourself. yourself. Doctor, how are you? Welcome. Hi. Hi, Doctor. You know, we've been talking about this, and, and we're, I'm glad. I tell so many people about you. And we always talk about, most of the time, we give them business tips on this segment. But one of the good things about the desk task is understanding yourself. Like, why, like, I read mine, like, quarterly. I just read Deanne's not too long ago. And, and I'm telling you, it, it really shows me, myself, why I do what, what, what I do all the time and why I do it. Talk about that for us. That to us, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> Me and you are very similar. <laughs> well, but you know, it does. It's, it's interesting because you're, you're right. We, we spend a lot of time talking about how managers can use it and owners can use it in their organizations. But the truth of the matter is everybody can use it on themselves. And, and one of the things that I find that's interesting is a lot of people 
focus when they look at the report, they focus on their weaknesses and they say, well, I, I need to improve my weaknesses. And that's, so I need to get coaching to improve my weaknesses. Where I come from is I think it's more important to understand what your strengths are and to look for situations or environments that maximize your strengths. So one of the neat things that the DISC report does is it helps you understand where you have those strengths, where you are a valued team member, because this is what you do when you're interacting with others uh, and working in, in any type of environment, whether it be a work environment, whether it be a volunteer environment, whether it be your home environment, all right? Because truthfully, for most people, that's the most important environment, but we never talk about that. We always talk about business. So one of the neat things right. about the report is is to understand what your strengths are, as well as understanding what your limitations or weaknesses are. Another important aspect, and I always recommend people to do this, is share it with someone who you really you know, respect, who knows you, uh, who, if they read the report, aren't going to think less of you. And identify what your blind spots are or things that you don't even see about yourself, but they do, which is a right. fantastic conversation to have with somebody who really knows you uh, because it's the blind spots that get us into trouble. I mean, we know right. most of our strengths. We know many of our weaknesses, even though we might not want to admit that. All right. Uh, but it's the blind spots that will get us every time because we're not even aware of those types of things. And the report points that out, you know, very well. Uh, and if you share the report with somebody else, then you can have a conversation, an honest conversation with that somebody else. You can at least understand your blind spots so they're no longer blind spots. You know, and that's like really, I had that happen to me this week. Like my wife uh, rearranged some things in the house and like really worked her butt off. And then when I walked in the door, she said, well, what do you think? And I was like, about what? Like, <laughs> because cause I just, I'm not observant. Wrong answer, Mark. <laughs> I know it's, um, and I'm really bad at it. I'm not observant. Like they even call me Mr. Observant. <laughs> because and it's one of my biggest weaknesses i i just you know like i make notes like to thank people because i'll just get caught up and not do things but like in my personal life like my wife has a problem saying no which i don't and you know like in your social life it's this is very important too and it and i was thinking about my granddaughter just hit 11 you think if I, I disc her, it would be pretty good, or is she too young? I still think she's a little too young, right? I, I like to wait until they're, like, in, in uh, you know, 10th or 11th grade, you know, before before we do something like that. No, no earlier than 9th grade, um, you know, right. as, as far as ages is concerned, because if there's a maturity level. There's also uh, – we. The adolescents have all these hormones that are going on that that, yeah, that, that cause them to do things uh, that they wouldn't normally do. Uh, and 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 what happens is you're not going to get it. I don't believe you're going to get a true reflection of you know of the assessment if, if you're giving it to seventh you know or eighth graders. Um, so so I would I would hold off on somebody that's that age. But in this, in the same regards, I mean, Mark, you've been using this for a long time. You know, we 
we've been we've been doing this program for for a long, long time. Um, you, you understand the disc. So there's things that you can see within your 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 granddaughter, you know, that that would be helpful. I don't know if it's your role as a grandparent to, to make some comments, but you can definitely make some comments to, you know, to your, you know, to a daughter or son, you know, about yeah. things that you're picking up. And my recommendations, if you're going to do that, is to ask questions and not make statements. Okay, right, very uh, good. You know, to, to your child. Let's talk about, let's do some more on this next week, understanding it for your person as an Cool, we as can do that individual. because the, the, our disc assessment itself is between 23 and 25 pages long. Um, yeah. And so there's all kinds of really great stuff because it's customized. It's to that individual. So sometimes it's longer than, than other times because it just gives more information. All right, doctor, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. It's real easy. It's Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N, at Abelson.net, or just go to the website, Abelson.net. All right, very good. We'll talk to you next week, and we'll continue on the value of understanding yourself. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. All right, very good. All right, All right thank you, you, Dr. A. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net, or give them a call at 267-266-266. 5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in every Saturday at 1 o'clock and our sponsors for keeping us on the air. If you want to be a sponsor, give me a call. We got room for two more. We just got a couple of sponsors. And we're here every week just to keep you informed on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive. All positive. All, all the, the time. time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.